Hi, I'm David Brown. I'm so excited you're sharing this time with me. So this is my very first edition of David Reads Poetry. The idea of the podcast is I'll read a little poetry, uh, ask for suggestions, and maybe talk about it a little. So, you know, I'm definitely looking for feedback on the material, the process, poetry suggestions, and so forth. So again, thank you all for being with me. So the first poem I've chosen are the Five Finger Exercises of T.S. Eliot. I like them because they prove that T.S. Eliot, especially and probably only in the fifth section of it, actually had a sense of humor, which you would really get from any of the rest of his poetry. So, without further ado, the Five Finger Exercises. One, lines to a Persian cat. The songsters of the air repair to the green fields of Russell Square. Beneath the trees there is no ease. For the dull brain, the sharp desires, and the quick eyes of a woolly bear. There is no relief but in grief. Oh, when will the creaking heart cease? When will the broken chair give ease? Why will the summer day delay? When will time flow away? Part 2. Lines to a Yorkshire Terrier. In a brown field stood a tree, and the tree was crooked and dry. In a black sky from a green cloud, natural forces shrieked aloud, screamed, rattled, muttered endlessly. Little dog was safe and warm under a craton eider down, yet the field was cracked and brown, and the tree was cramped and dry. Pollicle dogs and cats all must, jellical cats and dogs all must, little undertakers come to dust. Here a little dog I pause, heaving up my prior paws, pause and sleep endlessly. Wow, that was morbid. Three, lines to a duck in the park. The long light shakes across the lake. The forces of the morning quake. The dawn is slant across the lawn. There is no after mortal snake, but only sluggish duck and drake. I've seen the morning shine. I've had the bread and wine. Let the feathered mortals take that which is their mortal due, pinching bread and finger too, easier had than squirming worm. For I know, and so should you, that soon the inquiring worm shall try our well-preserved complacency. 4. Lines to Richard Hodgson, Esquire. How delightful to meet Mr. Hodgson. Everyone wants to know him, with his musical sound and his Baskerville hound, was just at a word from his master, will follow you faster and faster, and tear you limb from limb. How delightful to meet Mr. Hodgson, who is worshipped by all waitresses. They regard him as something apart. But on his palate fine, he presses the juice of the gooseberry tart. How delightful to meet Mr. Hodgson. Everyone wants to know him. He has 999 canaries, and round his head, finches and fairies and jubilant rapture skim. How delightful to meet Mr. Hodgson. Everyone wants to meet him. Part 5. Lines for Kuskorowe and Mirza Murad Ali Beg. How unpleasant to meet Mr. Elliot, with his features of clerical cut, and his brow so grim, and his mouth so prim, and his conversation so nicely, restricted to what precisely and if and perhaps and but, 
found pleasant to meet Mr. Elliot, with a bobtail cur, and a coat of fur, and a porpentine cat, and a wopsicle hat, how unpleasant to meet Mr. Elliot, whether his mouth be open or shut. So, basically, when T.S. Eliot decided to write a series of whimsical poems about animals, uh, they all ended in the animals uh, dying. Uh, the dog uh, he's up his prior paws and sleeps endlessly. The duck uh, will turn into the worms that he's e eaten by the worms that he is eating. Uh, Mr. Hodgson, who everyone seems to like, runs around uh, with killer dogs. So, you know, that's that's really the, the tone we're catching right there. Uh, at least at the very end, T.S. Eliot had the good presence to make fun of himself. So, that, you know, that actual poem is a reference to another poem. Uh, I'll read that one for you. And that poem is Edward Lear's How Pleasant to Know Mr. Lear. Uh, how pleasant to know Mr. Lear, who has ridden such volumes of stuff. Some think him ill-tempered and queer, but a few think him pleasant enough. His mind is concrete and fastidious. His nose is remarkably big. His visage is more or less hideous. His beard, it resembles a wig. He has ears and two eyes and ten fingers, leastways if you reckon two thumbs. Long ago he was one of the singers, but now he is one of the dumbs. He sits in a beautiful parlor with hundreds of books on the wall. He drinks a great deal of masala, but never gets tipsy at all. He has many friends, laymen and clerical. Old Foss is the name of his cat. His body is perfectly spherical. He weareth a runcible hat. When he walks in waterproof white, the children run after him so. Calling out, he's gone out in his nightgown, that crazy old Englishman, oh. He weeps by the side of the ocean. He weeps on the top of the hill. He purchases pancakes and lotion and chocolate shrimp from the mill. He reads, but he cannot speak Spanish. He cannot abide ginger beer. Ere the days of his pilgrimage vanish, how pleasant to know Mr. Lear. With that, I'd like to thank you all for joining me today. Uh, please, your feedback is very welcome, as are your poetry suggestions. I'm looking forward to doing a lot more of this. Um, you know, go to whatever website I put this up on. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that bit again once this is done. Ciao, ciao!